Hi, Liz here. I don't know why I said it like that. I just got done telling you about three incredible people that have impacted and encouraged me this past week. Two of them don't even know I exist. They're both authors and speakers and coaches. And the other one is a dear friend of mine, but all three from different parts of the world and life. Two of them, again, like I said, don't even know I exist, impacted me. I kind of talk a little bit about how and why and go into this idea of tackling and climbing your own personal mountain. I hope you enjoy. Howdy, howdy. Well, geez. Um, I don't know why I start things out so awkwardly. I think if you ever decide that you want to do a podcast, you're going to find that especially when you're in a room by yourself, like I am right now, talking to yourself with your own thoughts, it can be a little, I don't want to say uncomfortable because if I'm being honest, I feel like I talk to myself all day. There's always thoughts going on. I always replay things in my mind or I just talk to myself randomly and not in a creepy way. I just think there's this internal narrative, internal voice that we all have. And I don't know, when you start to let it out in a podcast and you start recording yourself, it's it's a little strange. And I'm just walking you through this process because I know there's been a few of you out there who've listened and you said, oh, you know what? I really think it'd be great to start a podcast. What are some things? And that's one of them. Be prepared to find it very strange. This has absolutely nothing to do with what I'm talking about today, but I'm talking myself through this intro because typically I have someone sitting across from me and I have this energy that I feed off of them and we I see their facial expressions and it's really fun. Right now I can see my facial expressions in my computer monitor. First of all, my hair looks like a ducktail. Like I have random hair sticking out, but anyways, that's besides the point. I wanted to talk to you guys today um, about a few things. And one of them being kind of on the topic because we're in February now and I have my brother coming on next week and we're going to talk a little bit about setting goals and talk a little bit about productivity and some other stuff like that. But this in, this episode is kind of segueing into the like internal monologue um, that you have with yourself because that's where it starts. Anytime there's change or growth or a goal or an idea, it has to start with with the self, with with you, right? You listening. And as I mentioned earlier, I, I get a, quite a few messages. Surprisingly, I'm not talking about thousands. I mean. Which, by the way, sorry, I'm I'm going on a tangent. Speaking of thousands, everything. Tell me everything. I just saw has officially reached over two thousand listens, and while that might not be a big deal, especially there are people who have in the millions of listens. This is big for me, and I just wanted to say thank you and and remind you guys that. I find it an honor that you take time out of your life to listen to my random thoughts and that you take time out of your life to listen to other people's stories. 
I think that it's incredible and it shows that at some level you either one, support me if you know me, or two, you have a genuine desire to learn from others. And and I hope that mostly it's that second one because there there really is a lot to learn, but I am rambling again. I just want, I got so excited. I, I thought of thousands started talking about the podcast, but if you're thinking about starting something, I kind of wanted to tell you this story. So I just had the opportunity to be in a wedding yesterday on February 14th, Valentine's Day. And I was a bridesmaid. I was asked to be in it by my friend, Kristen. I've known her for over 10 years now. She moved here from Fresno years ago and I hope to one day have her on here as a guest to to talk with her so that she can stare, share she can share her story firsthand. But for now, I just want to use her as a really incredible um, example because my friend she went through a divorce about five years ago, and without going into details about her personal life, it was a difficult transition for her heartbreaking. She became a single mother of three children um, overnight. And I don't know if you have ever been a part of a divorce, whether you yourself or your family, your parents have been divorced, but it is a heart-wrenching, gut-wrenching process. One where it just has this trickle effect and or maybe ripple effect is the word I'm thinking of, but it trickles to to the children that are involved, to the families that are involved, to the friends. And you don't really realize it, but it just kind of ripples out where you think, man, it's just me and my family, but somehow it does. It affects other people without without realizing it. And, and I, I found my friend just in this place of complete, shattered, heartbroken mess. And it was one of the most heartbreaking things to watch because you you so desperately want to be there for somebody and you don't know how to be. And I watched my friend just go from this crushed, oh my gosh, what am I going to do to celebrating her wedding yesterday? And she found an incredible man of her dreams. And now they have five children between them. And it's this beautiful, incredible, amazing, inspiring story. But all we usually see is that you see the pictures on Instagram and you see the beautiful shots and you're like, man, what a beautiful wedding. And you, you kind of go about your day, but without knowing my friend Kristen's story, you wouldn't know what in the heck she had to do to get there. So Let's go ahead and rewind briefly back to five years ago. She found herself, as I mentioned, as a single mother. And the first thing was, what am I going to do to survive? And so she got a job because she was a stay-at-home mother. She got a job and she it was part-time. It was what she can do. She kind of, she started doing meal prepping. She got herself enrolled into school and made the decision to become a firefighter. Now, if that's not just absolutely BA in itself, I mean, I, this human being is, I think she's five, two, she's about my size and she's just incredibly strong. Like 
of not just strong willed, but I mean, actual her body, like her arms, her legs, they're very strong. And she had done CrossFit for many years and trained and she decided I am going to be a firefighter. And while that process is not, I'm not really too sure of it. What I do know is that it requires a lot of schooling. Um, she had to take classes. There, there were academies unpaid, mind you. She, she joined these academies. You have to pass multiple tests, including fitness and written or a background check. There's so many layers to becoming a firefighter and the odds are stacked against her. Okay. I mean, again, she's a small female and she is now also divorced and a single mother of three children. And I watched this human being just go through it. I don't want to sit here and, you know, tell her story again. I I hope one day she'll come on here. But as an outsider looking in, I remember just thinking to myself, how, how in the world is this human being getting up? She would wake up at 3.30 in the morning. She would, you know, some make her meals on Sunday because this is all the time she had. She'd get up, she would study, she would do her homework. The kids would wake up, she'd get them ready for school. She'd go to the fire academy all day long. And then at night she would come home and you know do it again. But she's getting, she's getting home at all hours. And her time with her kids really suffered for a little while, but it was so worth it. And she just finished all of that stuff and got off of probation and is now an official firefighter. And in that time frame, she met the love of her life. And you would just think that, okay, finally, things are amazing. And then there's this crazy pandemic. So she's trying to plan a wedding in a pandemic on a budget. They, they're wanting to stay, you know, reasonable because weddings are very expensive. Let me just say that Her wedding was supposed to be in April. And as I mentioned, it happened on February 14th. The very first venue was canceled due to COVID. So then they moved it up to February because that was an available open spot. Two weeks, two weeks before her wedding, the second venue basically said, okay, well, you're going to have to go down to 22 guests and there were so many layers and restrictions and all the, all the things. And she was like, okay, so had this dilemma. Are we going to cancel the wedding? And like the supportive bridesmaids and that we were, we said, man, we're not going to blame you if you quit. (laughs) And in her own very persistent fashion, she said, I'm going to figure this out. I'm going to do this. And Okay, well, we're here to support you. Let us know what we're gonna, what we, what we need to do. And even her fiance, or at the time, you know, her now husband mentioned in his speech yesterday. He said, after the second venue, I just told her, let's just elope and get this done. And you guys, she planned and we executed together as a team a wedding within two weeks. New venue, new caterer, new every single detail was new and different, and it was incredible and beautiful. And it was hard leading up to it. 
And why am I telling you this story? Why, why am I sharing with this with you? It's because I truly believe that there are people in this world who are just a little bit insane. <laughs> she, she is, she's, she's a little bit of a freak of nature where you just look at them and you're just like, what, how, and why, and what would possess you to have so much drive? What would, what in the world would make you not give up? And I, I remember watching her the last couple of years as she was trying to maintain these goals. And, and I just, I was in awe. I was awe. You, you become so inspired by some of these people. That's literally what I call them freaks of nature, because that's what, those are the Steve jobs. Those are the, those are the people like Oprah. Those are the people who are just, they're like, how are you doing all of these things? It just doesn't make, it doesn't add up. And I just kind of wonder, okay, well, what about the rest of us? What about the normal human being? Are these people just born with a little bit more drive or persistence? Are they better than us? Are they, I mean, what is it about these people? We all know them. I, I know that you can stop and reflect for a couple moments here and think about those few people that you admire, whether famous or not, but there's just something unique about them that, that has them kind of step, step up in your mind. But all that to say is I, I was just so impressed by that. You have the, you know, three venues, you guys, three venues. And she said, no, this wedding's happening. She, she has her husband, they're going to start their lives. And they're moving on. But I wanted to encourage you right now, because I know that if you're listening, because you're human, there is something that you want to do, whether it's to take a class, whether it's to lose weight, whether it's to become a better parent, whether it's to find a husband or a wife one day, maybe it's, I want to get out of debt Maybe it's, I really want to start a podcast or a blog or write a book. There's, if you're listening, you're human and, and there's some kind of desire in you to do something. And I want to know what it is that's keeping you from doing that something. I'm going to, I'm going to challenge you a little bit here. I have a notebook right in front of me and I started to jot some things down and kind of just started to kind of outline what I wanted to talk to you guys a little bit about today. And I, I'm reading two books right now. I'm, I'm that person. I'm reading two books. One of them is called Interwild by Carlos Whitaker. And the other one is called Everything is Figureoutable. I've mentioned it before. It's written by Marie Forleo. But Two very different authors, very different um, writing styles. Carlos Whitaker is a Christian faith-based author and Marie Forleo, she's a little bit edgier. She's not, I don't know what her belief system is, but it's not a Christian book. And both of them are speaking into my life in different ways. Now, 
When I'm reading this book by Carlos Whitaker called Interwild, I've also mentioned his um, other book before that absolutely rocked my socks, changed my life. It was called Kill the Spider. But this book, uh, Interwild, is his tagline is says, exchange a mild and mundane faith for the life for life with an unattainable God. So exchange a mild and mundane faith for life with an uncontainable God. And it's basically this idea that our walks with the Lord are, are intended to be wild, but he takes you on this journey where we, where he talks a little bit about entering rest, entering war, and then entering wild. That's how the three sections of his book are, are laid out. And he, he goes through and he kind of talks about how he prays, but there's a part in the book here. And that's the whole reason why I'm bringing this up, because this is what kind of spoke to me this past week. There's a part in the book where kill the spider is, is this idea that there's a spider in your life and, and we kill the cobwebs, but that's basically the surface level things. We keep cleaning the cobwebs, but we need to kill that spider. Well, Carlos Whitaker talks about in this book how he, you know, he killed his spider, but which represents many things. We can have different, many, many spiders in our lives. And he, he speaks specifically in this book and he uses that example is, is his anxiety. And he said that he had crippling anxiety and it, it affected his life so greatly. It was affecting his marriage. He was turning to other things to cope with this intense mental health struggle that he was going through. And he said he had, he came to the ends of his rope and he got to this place where his marriage was on the rocks because he just kept going back. He kept going back to what he knew. He kept going back and he said it was a slow fade. He said it was, it started with one little thought and then it spiraled. And before he knew it, all the work that he had done to kill that spider, it, it came back. And I, and I started to think about that in our lives. And when we have these goals and we just go back and we want to, we want to do better. We have it in our minds and we think, gosh, I am those goals that I, I mentioned earlier. I am going to do this. I really want to do this. And we say it over and over and, and years go by and, and nothing's changed. And there's this cycle and I'm thinking, what is it again? What is it about these people that, that just do it? They're just so impressed. They're just so impressive. And the second part though, and I have a point here that I wanted to bring up to you is this other book, Everything is Figure Outable. And she, Marie Forleo in this book, she goes through and she starts talking about, sorry, I'm kind of flipping through these pages. I, I thought I had it bookmarked, but I didn't. So that's fine. I'm pretending that I'm organized. But she goes through this, um, hers is like laid out into different, like a different type of layout than Carlos's. But there's this part where in the, this book where she says like, it's your, ro your roadmap to results. <coughs> oh, excuse me. I'm getting a little, a little choke in my throat. <laughs> but she said that we need to train your brain for growth and she talks about how we all have these destructive thoughts and one of them, there are two of them that she, she highlights. And one of them is, I know this already. 
And the second is that this won't work for me. And it's funny because you you do, you read articles. Let's just use getting healthy or losing weight as an example. You read all these articles and you're like, I know everything relates back to diet. I know what I'm putting into my body and it's and it's so annoying. And we're just thinking, obviously, if I eat this cheeseburger and I don't work out, but then we choose the cheeseburger every time. Or we know that I know that if I eat or drink this, this alcohol, or I, I drink this energy drink, I'm not going to feel well. My stomach's going to be upset or what, you know, whatever it is, you know, and we do it anyway. So she challenges us instead of saying, I know this already. She's at, she says, ask yourselves, what can I learn from this? And the second is, this won't work for me. And she says, how can this work for me? And by shifting those two things, from becoming a know-it-all to becoming inquisitive and starting to think, what can I learn from this in every situation? And this is just one tiny snippet of this book that, I, that I've been stuck on. How can this work for me, right? And the reason why I'm bringing up both of these books is because for me, there, it, I feel like I'm at this crossroads in my life right now where I'm starting to, I don't know if it's age or I don't know what it is. I just feel extremely motivated to get things done. And I'm just so sick of not following through. And this podcast has been such a fun journey and learning experience for me. It allows me to to meet new people and talk about all the stuff, but also I've been reading so many new books and learning all that I can about helping other people because it's just something I'm, I'm passionate about. But with these two books, you guys, the common theme is that they had to, to, to troubleshoot. Carlos, in his book, he, he found himself at a crossroads where he was like, how did this anxiety come back? And he had, I don't want to give away, give it away. Go read it yourself, Interwild. And he, he had to start figuring things out and working through things and, and step outside of himself, ask for helping and get there, right? And that's kind of what Marie is saying is we get to these roadblocks and we're thinking like, oh, I already heard this or whatever. But clearly there's a disconnect between knowing and doing. There's this disconnect in our brains and our soul, like whatever it is in our heart. Like, I don't know if we're stubborn some people say it's laziness. Other people say it's lack of discipline or, you know, there's so many reasons why we don't follow through. But my point is, is we have to decide every single day what type of person we're going to be. My friend Kristen, as I talked about a little bit earlier, there was a huge monstrosity of a mountain in front of her. And she looked at that mountain and said, I'm going to climb it. I'm going to get to the top and I'm going to, I'm going to get there. I'm going to, I'm going to figure this out. And she did it. And for her, it looked like hustling and grinding and getting up and doing it. And, and I would ask her, how are you doing this? She said, because I, I have to. 
But the truth is, is that she didn't have to. She had a choice. Her choice could have been to get on welfare and not that there's anything wrong with that. Many times in my like life, I've spoken to people, welfare is there to help. So it's not any in any way a shame thing. It's not in any way a reason to be let down. And, and maybe she did get some assistance. But my point is, is like sometimes people look at these mountains and they say, okay, I'm going to get on welfare and I'm just going to be here and I'm going to be depressed because I'm a single mom. And I, and I, I'm, this happened to me. My marriage failed. I don't, this is really hard. And I, I hear not that they're excuses because they're reasons and it is hard. I can't imagine. I don't want to sit here and pretend like I know what it's like to be a mom that you, a single parent at that to have to, you know, wake up and figure things out. It's exhausting. But what I am saying is that for her, there was a switch. There was a shift in her mind and we need to make that shift. I want to make that shift. I can't speak for you. I shouldn't say that. I can't speak for you. But I can say if, if you found yourself in this cycle and you're you're constantly having the same goals and they're not being fulfilled and you're always disappointed in yourself and you're like, there has to be a shift, my friend. There has to be a point in your life where you look at that mountain instead of getting back in your car and saying, this is too hard. We make up every excuse in the book. I don't have the right shoes. My phone's dead. I don't know how to get there. Oh, it's raining. Oh, that mountain's exhausting. My back hurt. Like there's always an excuse not to climb that mountain, right? But the truth is, I think that we might feel intimidated. Maybe we're afraid. Maybe Maybe you're just not passionate about it enough, or maybe you are and you're just, you don't know where to start or where to begin. In this book, Everything is Figure Outable with Marie talks a little bit about how, you know, her mom, she just figured stuff out. Kristen, my friend, she just figured it out. There isn't a handbook for divorce. There isn't a, a step-by-step on how to walk your kids through pain. There isn't a step on how to take your five-foot-two body and become a firefighter. She was significantly shorter, which gave her a disadvantage, and she we laughed about that. But she said, I just, I had to find a way to hold the fire hose differently than the six-foot-two man standing next to me. And I was like, man, you, she adjusted. She adjusted. She, she worked on it. She figured it out. It's like, okay, well, I'm not six foot two. I can't just hold the fire hose this way. Like what works for me and my short body, right? I didn't have that brain. I wouldn't, I would be like, oh, this isn't for me. I, I'm not doing that. One, it wasn't my passion. It's not, I have zero desire to fight fires, but, but you get my point. It, it's the same thing with health. 
It can be overwhelming. There's all these dang diets and books and you read them and it's overwhelming and we give up. And instead of, you know, really doing the research, finding what works for your body and we can read all of it, we can do, but until you do it, my friend, until you get up and you go to the grocery store and you buy the food and then instead of letting it rot in the fridge, because I've been there, you make the food. You look up the recipes. There's so, such a plethora of resources out there in this world. I want you to know, like, you're not alone in failing. <laughs> you're not alone in feeling like a failure. You're not alone. You're not the only person who keeps not living up to their potential. You're not the only person who has dreams and doesn't know how to get there. That's normal. All of that is is the most normal thing about being human. We don't, most of us, I can't speak for everyone. Most of us don't have a clue what we're doing. We like to put on a fake face and a facade and act like we do and whatever. But really, none of us really know. We don't even, like, we can go to school for something and when we get to our first day on the job and we're like, this is nothing like I read in that book. Nobody taught me how to handle an angry parent when I was in school. Nobody taught me that. Right? You just learn as you go, but we don't give ourselves permission. We just walk through life and we look at that mountain and we, again, we turn around and I'm sick of it. I'm sick of being that person who turns around anytime there's a little challenge. And there's been a lot of challenges in my life lately. Emotionally, physically, there's just, there's been a lot and it's so easy to go back to your old ways, to go back to sulking and feeling sorry for myself or to, to clam up and not talk about things that are serious, to hide things, to hide feelings and emotions, to eat your feelings and emotions. I know I'm speaking to somebody out there. (laughs) I know I'm not the only one. Because I hear it. I I have conversations, you guys, and you can do better. You You can be better. You can change the quality of your life. You have the keys to the drive your own life. You have the decision to make every single day. Are you going to get up early and do what you said you're going to do? Or are you going to hit the snooze button? Are you going to make a choice to keep calling that guy that treats you like crap? Or are you going to put boundaries in your, around your heart? I know I'm not trying to be, actually I am. I'm trying to be a little bit of a kick. Yeah, this is a love kick (laughs) because I feel like you're better than that. I feel like you're, you're better than settling for a mediocre life. You're better than falling back into these old traps. You're better than, you're better than that. And it's, it's something that's so beautiful. It's painful when we admit that, man, maybe I'm the problem. Maybe I'm the one who keeps screwing it all up. I I know I've kind of been there many times in my life where I was blaming everyone else for my failures, 
for the reasons why I gave up, for the reasons why I didn't have the self-esteem and low confidence and it was the boyfriend's fault and it was the parent's fault. And when I was 12, I would, no, yes, maybe those are reasons, but I use them as excuses. Let's not, let's, let's look at that mountain and let's say, how can I do this? What do I need to get up this mountain? There's just this part of you that knows you're better than this, that that knows you have a different type of purpose, that knows that you're capable of things that you're not stepping into. And you guys, life is going to go by, my friend. Either five years from now, you're going to look and say, wow, I'm closer to my goal or I've reached this goal. Or you're going to say five years from now, someday I'm still going to do that. Well, one day... God willing, you're going to be 85. Are you going to say, I did that? Or are you going to still say, man, it's too late. Now my legs are tired now. And even then, let's say you're 85. There's still a way. There's still a way to climb that mountain. Let's get you a wheelchair. Let's get a team of people. Like, Think about it. Think about that mountain. Think about what you need to do to get to the top. There are lots of ways, lots of roads, lots of paths to take. Not not one person that I've talked to. I've mentioned my friend Kristen today. I've mentioned this random people that I don't know, Carlos Whitaker and Marie Forleo. They're all speaking and encouraged me this last week. They're all different. They all come from completely different parts of the world with different stories and backgrounds. And yet all three of them are successful in their own way. What are you going to do with your story, your life, your purpose? How are you going to wake up and feel, you know what? I did that. I ran that 5k. I, I made breakfast for myself, a healthy one every day this week. I spent time with my husband today and we're finally doing better. Whatever it is to you, Look at that mountain, figure out a way to climb it and just know that I'm proud of you and I'm trying to figure it out too. I'm trying to climb my own mountains, but let's do it together. I think you're amazing and I believe in you. And that's all. We'll talk soon.